Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. This is Sigma Chris, and I'm not going to do a long introduction here. I'm just going to jump straight into this episode because I have a lot to talk about. In the waning hours of March 6, 2021, the United States Senate passed the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Through many hours of debates, amendments, and the typical political toying of your everyday citizens, a final vote was finally reached of 50 to 49 with all Democrats voting in favor of the bill and all Republicans voting against it. I'm sure if we did mail-in voting, however, it would have been a 100% united front. That's a little jab there. The theme of the episode is to discuss the bill itself, and then also to have everybody understand that elections have consequences. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Green Party, I don't care what your political affiliation is, the government sucks. A lot of these senators and Congress folk also have the audacity to call it federal dollars when it's really you, the taxpayer's money. I stated the final vote count to show you, I stated the final vote count, excuse me, to show you that just how bipartisan this bill is in documentation and how it's going to be perceived. It really does show you a perfect comparison to the country as a whole today. We're beyond split. We can't agree on anything. And to me, this does not bode well for the future if we continue this pettiness. So, what are we to expect now? Surely this means that COVID is completely going to meet its maker, and that the American people will only reap the benefits and rewards to ultimately reunite us with our long-lost lover called freedom, right? Well, don't get just too excited yet. A quick Google search will only show you that the results of the voting process and how you can collect more of your $1,400 per person in your household, money that's yours to begin with. The government is just allowing you to get that back after, you know, being taxed again, of course. So I had to dig quite a bit to get into the COVID bill details. Now, I'm not going to go into 100%, you know, full on conspiracy theory mode here, and I'm not going to give you every single breakdown of every single line. You have the same internet connection that I do, and you have the same access to information that I do. But first, a disclaimer. I just want to point out that the most popular president-elect in history has your best interest at heart, and that I love my life, my family, my friends, and that I would never want to do anything to harm myself. So finally, after some research, I finally found the bill, which is 628 pages. I'm going to give you a quick breakdown. I'm going to try to compliment sandwich this the best that I can. I'm also going to put the link in the episode description. What's funny to me is that instead of having a quick search of the bill breakdown on the first page of the trusty old Google search um, and be brought to the Senate website, and more specifically, the budgets link, I was brought to the good old folks at CNN, Fox News, and Vox of all places. Anyway, here we go. So taking a look at the uh, the bill itself, uh, I'm going to start off with kind of a more of a not as big of a gut punch here. $16 billion going towards agriculture. Um, so without, again, going into humongous detail and giving you a breakdown of each individual line and each individual paragraph, subparagraph, bullet point, here we go. Here's just my notes. We're going to distribute food to those in need via nonprofit organizations. We're also going to monitor and test animals and track them for any susceptibility or um, any uh, symptoms maybe related to COVID. 
We're also going to be building up rural areas for more testing and distribution of the COVID vaccine. $5 billion for socially disadvantaged farmers, ranchers, and forest landowners. So the thing that you're going to kind of notice, and again, if you look at the link itself when I give it to you, the details of each individual spending amount or each expenditure itself is going to be very vague. And But for now, we're all just going to assume that you know they all have our best interest at heart here. $290 billion towards education. So $126 billion, $126 billion towards schools, but only 5% is allocated to 2021. So we are really, really rushing to get, you know, back to normal for these kids. You know, we're expending, you know, sparing no expense here. Um, it's funny to me how the CNET website, when I pull up the the farce of education when it comes to the government. Um, basically they're saying, you know, it's beyond critical that we get our kids back into the schools and we get them back into physical classrooms and that the bill would take, you know, majority of schools from kindergarten to eighth grade to safely reopen within the first hundred days of the administration. So we'll see, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, it's been, you know, one year, since the two weeks to slow the spread. And again, we're really, really taking an initiative here to rush these kids back into school. And never mind that, you know, it's been a year since these kids have been in a physical classroom and trying to learn. Um, never mind the upward trend and alarming rate of increased, uh, increased suicide and depression rates, almost close to 67% as reported by several psychologists towards the end of 2020. So with that, I mean, I'm never a fan of cause and effect. I think that science is, has way too much, way too many variables. There's way too many causalities. There's way too many things that can be wrong in a theory, but at least this should be researched and taken very seriously. And something I did find that, you know, kind of makes me recant it just a hair. Um, there's a section uh, 2710 in the bill. There's funding for youth suicide prevention. It's about $20 million allocated. So again, there's a lot of money going towards education, a lot of uh, a lot of money being sent to admins and oversights and things like that. Um, again, very vague on the details, not a whole lot of, yeah, we're going to be putting so much money back into infrastructure and building up classrooms and building up, you know, better ventilation systems or better health prevent or health um, health measures to make sure these kids and these staff are taken care of. One thing that I will note is if you go and read this bill, you know, as objectively as you can, you're going to see the bipartisanship here and you're going to see the special interests have really, really gotten the forefront of the deal here. With that, um, just a general observation, $350 billion going towards oversight and reform. Now, what does that mean? Um, without going into too much detail, $195 billion is going to go into providing money to state governments. $155 billion is going to go to local governments and territories. And then about half, or excuse me, $500 million uh, goes to quote unquote COVID leave for federal workers and policies. I want to say that breaks down to about three, $400 a day um, when you factor in the number of <clears throat> federal employees and such. So I'm sure a lot of the, uh, you know, the 50 votes there 
Um, I'm sure their states will get the uh, the special treatment. I'm sure they're going to get all kinds of new roads and tunnels um, going through homeless cities and going through cities that have bad drug problems and, you know, domestic violence and murders and rapes and violent crimes. Um, but, hey, at least it's going to look good, right? You know, if you clean a turd at the clean end, you know, or excuse me, if you try to clean a turn, you could you can always, you know, make one end clean, right? So... That was a bad analogy, but you get what I'm trying to say here. Health itself. Um, that's another bullet point I've got here. $7.5 billion for planning, administering, and tracking COVID vaccine activities. What does that mean? I have no idea. Uh, I'm assuming they mean that they're going to continue to poke people. Um, I think the, the goal was 100 million people within the first 100 days of the administration here of uh, Mr. Biden. Uh, one billion for vaccine confidence activities. Um, I'll have to find the link, but there is uh, there is a specialized group. Um, I don't know if it's with the World Health Organization or who specifically it's with, but they give you a breakdown on how they're going to get confidence within inner cities and rural areas and places that they think that you're dumb and you're just going to listen to them. Um, to me, when I read this portion of it, it's on page eighty three of the bill. To me, it sounds like a sales quota. They're going to build confidence. They're going to pump the numbers up, and they're going to, quote, unquote, provide education to the masses. Um, again, go read page 83. $6 billion is going to go to the supply chain funding of the vaccine. $47.8 billion for testing, tracing, and diagnosing COVID-19 to help mitigate exposure. Um, with that, though, there's also some subparagraphs in there where they're going to award grants or enter into uh, cooperative agreements or contracts with state and local pu uh, public health departments to establish and sustain a public health workforce. Um, again, if you kind of tie that into what I just stated, that's on a much grander scale money-wise to get confidence up and hit that sales quota. $7 billion for promoting healthier public areas and workforce. Something I've, I, I noted going through all these is that there's no tentative dates. There's no, you know, how much we're going to spend by the end of 2021 in this department, how much, you know, what kind of plan we've got here. This is, of course, just an, an over-exaggeration. It's all a puppet show to me. Um, it's all optics. There's no tentative dates as to when you can go back to work. It's just... You know, we're going to spend all this money. $1.5 billion for prevention and treatment of substance abuse. Abuse. Um, that, I mean, I think that's not a bad one. Uh, there's going to be funding for education and treatment, et cetera. Again, no real direction, but at least it's put into the bill. Um, something here, uh, business-wise, there's going to be $25 billion for small business relief. So with this one, it was a little bit more detailed. I'll give them a little bit of credit here. Uh, that's basically for payroll, utilities, rent, maintenance, and other expenses, et cetera. Uh, $10 billion specifically to help recoup monies lost during the pandemic. Um, one thing I did notice here is basically that that's $10 billion allocated to that specific department or that particular fund, but they don't have to use that money fully until 2030. So as we can all expect, if it comes to the government and they're taking, you know, giving back money. They're quick to take it from you, um, but it's going to be all red tape and bureaucracy, um, I imagine. There's going to be $8 billion allocated for airports to try to help 
open up and I'm assuming distribute a vaccine and get them back to work. Again, no tentative date. Um, the airline industry lost $80 billion roughly in 2020. So that's going through at a very, very high level. I mean, I've got a couple other notes here. Um, essentially, you know, the, the, the biggest thing obviously is the 1400 per person, you know, your, uh, Biden was talking about two grand in the beginning. Um, of course he blames Republicans for that. So basically you're going to get 1400 per person when you hit a certain amount that you've made per year. I want to say it's like 120,000. Don't quote me on that. Uh, as a couple, you don't qualify. Um, there's a couple of it, not as big um, markers that you have to hit, but there are some things that if you make too much money or if you um, are a single person household, there's a, there's a couple of different things in there that you know may not qualify you. So I would definitely take a look at the I would take a look at the bill anyway. But um, you know the the tax credits, child tax credits, um, pension plans. Um, there's a couple of subsidiary uh, things in there, laid off workers, paid sick leave, et cetera. There's always, you're going to find other, and I mean this literally, it's always going to say like other policies. Like for instance, I'm looking at the committee for the federal budget here and it's literally says other policies under ways and means tab and it says $9 billion. So what does that mean? And I think that's the the thing here is that, you know, you're going to find, and I think I've got a note on this as well. You, your general observation, you know, again, with the oversight and the admin costs that just kind of flow into this bill here. And it's, it's crazy to me that you'll see other listed as a legitimate tab within the federal budget. And it just says other $9 billion. And you start throwing around 250 million here, or 50 million here, 310 million here. I mean, that adds up. That's not chump change. To a country that lost billions of dollars in revenue last year because we shut down the country over, you know, a steroided up cold. Now, if you've had COVID before and you've had different symptoms and you've had a different experience, you know, that's sorry if you lost somebody legitimately to COVID. Obviously, we know the numbers have been blown way out of proportion. I'm not going to go into that into this particular episode. States are starting to open up again. They're getting rid of this unconstitutional mask mandate. I'm very happy about that, but I think that there's an agenda behind that as well. But anyway, we don't have to go through that. Basically, what I anticipate you're going to see is states like Texas and Mississippi, you're going to start seeing spikes in cases, and they're going to blame them for that. And you're going to go through this cycle of restrictions, lifting restrictions, seeing cases spike, restrictions, lift them, rinse and repeat, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I see. One thing that didn't make it into it uh, for 2021, but they are definitely pushing it. It's within the federal budget. I mean, they've already allocated money towards it. Uh, I'm still researching this. Uh, increase the federal minimum wage from uh, whatever it is now, seven something to $15 an hour by 2025. That's the agenda here. So be on the lookout for that. That's ridiculous but they've allocated $54 billion towards that uh, agenda. Um, what else do we have here? Energy and commerce, increased funding for testing and contract tracing. I'm assuming that's for the COVID uh, virus. Um, increased public health work. I've already talked about that. Vaccine distribution. I've talked about that. Let's see. 
financial services, provide rental assistance and assist the homeless. Yes, I've seen that one. That's okay. Let's um let's switch gears and talk about some fun ones here. Uh, about $12 billion total for foreign affairs, natural resources, and science slash space tech. Um, by the way, um, this is supposed to be a COVID relief bill for the country. Just wanted to let you guys know that as well. Um, there's a there's a small one, but you can see here's a specific example of what I'm saying for oversight and admin cost. Uh, Twelve point eight million dollars for the White House for preparedness and responses for COVID. That's literally what it says. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means if they're having a press conference and Biden just walks off or his mic gets cut off when he's answering questions. I think they have to be prepared for that. Maybe, um, something else I noticed, it's another kind of pretty awful one. Anything that has to do with food distribution or humanitarian acts or infrastructure funds, they don't have to be used until 2025, which is four years from now, four years from now, you know, how convenient. Um, this one threw me for a loop, you know, we're, we're in such a crisis, you know, people are dying, people are dropping like flies and we've got to get this vaccine out there. We have got to take care of people. That's our number one priority. So to do that, we're going to take $250 million and we're going to use that as a, as an endowment towards the arts and humanities in colleges. $250 million towards arts and humanities. That's our number one priority. We don't care about your small business, you know, we, you know, that that's, that's until 2030. We've got time to get your business back up and running. We have got to have people learn about, you know, artistic theory and humanities. And that's, those are the issues here. So you get it. Some of this stuff is just a farce and it's all optics. So to me, I think that the, the bill itself uh, is packed in with a lot of special interest stuff. I think there's a lot of the socially triggered um, things that we see on the news and mainstream media all the time. I, I don't understand what the goal is here. There, again, there's no tentative dates as to when kids can get back to school. There's no tentative dates on to when you can get back to work. There's no dates on to when you can expect to get some relief to open up your small business. I mean, there's none of that. It's, it's not, not very good. Not a big fan of it. Um, again, it's just, to me, it's just all optics. I don't understand the goal. Um, they're spending so much money towards something that I think is an emotional decision. Um, there's such a dichotomy in this country right now. And it, there's so much polarization of anger from folks on, you know, one side of the aisle who just call people a sheep and say, well, I just want my freedom and blah, 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 blah. And I can empathize with, with those types of folks who just want to get back to work and make a living for their family and not trying to bother anybody. And then you have the other side that's, you know, pretty much a faithful servitude or a faithful servant to the government. Now that's on the extreme side in both examples that I just provided you, but you know, they themselves also just want to feel safe and feel like that their needs are being heard and that they're trying to 
get back to it as safe as possible. Um, but again, in the extreme cases, you know, especially with these mass mandates, again, which is unconstitutional, there's no law brought in by the legislature or anything like that. It's just been basically your governor saying, put a mask on because I told you to. So I think all of this anger and this fear is misplaced. I think, I think it potentially could be a good thing to focus questions and focus this misguided anger towards each other because that's all that's what's what I was trying to to make my point about is that we're we're taking all this anger and resentment and just ill will and not really u- utilizing any empathy towards one another and we're just calling each other out and calling each other names and saying you're stupid you're a sheep or you're a Trump supporter or whatever the case may be and that's all misplaced I think our quote unquote leadership needs to step up. You know, if these people are very concerned about us, well then why don't they why don't they go ahead and get laid off? You know, why don't they take this minimum wage and not, you know, be concerned, you know, have them be concerned about feeding their families and taking care of their families. I mean, why I'm not a big fan of people telling me what to do just because they're the authority. You know, these the focus and the questions should be aimed more about the research and the testing and ultimately a more mindful strategy about how to combat something that we know very little about. You know, this just proves my theory that human beings that, you know, they can be smart at an individual level. However, when we get into this group think and we start to come together to try to fight a, a virus or try to fight any quote unquote crisis, we're rash and we're emotional. We don't think. The virus is all optics and virtue signaling. It's a steroided up cold. I'm about 99% sure I got COVID. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not stubbing my toe for you to tell me that it's COVID related. You'll never beat a virus. Now, I mean... The COVID virus, you can beat the virus that is the government, in my opinion. The common cold just mutates so much. Influenza. The Spanish, I mean, the Spanish flu. I mean, there's, people get sick, guys. People die. It's unfortunate. But at what rate are you allowing yourself to be fearful over something you can't control? You know, we don't talk enough about the mental health side of it. We don't talk enough about the physical and the nutritional side of it. How bad are our daily diets? How bad are we about exercising and taking care of ourselves and making sure we get outside and get inside, get, you know, get out in the sun and not be looking down at our friggin' phone for 15 hours. There's a lot that goes into this. Think about it from this standpoint as well. This is why I believe that they truly don't care. Just from a business standpoint, digital retail spiked like 200 to 300%. And in another case specifically, I know this for a fact, one of the largest retail ag companies spiked 432% as far as online or retail sales. 
So what does that tell you? It tells you it's not going away. People look at a spreadsheet and they look at how much money they made last year. They're not all about changing that approach. They're thinking about, okay, how do we profit even more off of this? So I don't mean to to bring down the voice here and I don't mean to bring down the mood. My purpose is not to be doom and gloom, but it's just to show you that your leadership in this country is not going to do anything for you. They may come out with a bill like this and they may say that it's for your benefit and they say that, you know, they always find some type of cause to get behind, whether it's children or health or special interest groups, whatever the case may be. It's all about lining their pockets. And it's not up to them to hold accountability over your life in the first place. It's up to you. It's up to every, it's up to every single one of us to change our mindset and think about how we can get better every single day. So that was the COVID bill. Again, go check it out for yourself. Enlighten me on any of this stuff if I've misspoke or if I have a misunderstanding of some of the details of the bill. I would love to learn more because I truly hope that people have our best intentions in mind. It's been remained to be seen for quite some time. But... I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you go check out the bill for yourself. I hope you, you know, hit me up on social, send me an email. I hope you all have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.